just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right, today we're talking about belonging. It's 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 truly truly a lifelong pursuit. You know, you know the thing about belonging is it was completely destroyed when it came to COVID. All of us got locked up. All of our gatherings were destroyed. All our relationships were manipulated and and uh, in some ways uh, diminished. Our ability to even connect with our own families became a very difficult thing. And our government could care less. As a matter of fact, the world could care less. And it was very sad. And it's very sad because now, as we are uh, evolving away from COVID, our lives have not changed that much. We are actually not belonging as much as we used to. We don't belong to each other as much as we used to. We don't hold each other accountable for insanity uh, like we used to. And it's unfortunate. You know, when you think about it, nearly every aspect of our lives is org around, organized around belonging to something you know, consider how many of these groups you proudly share your association with, your family, sports teams, school, friend groups, business team, political groups, religion or spiritual groups, fan clubs, cities, countries, nationalities. It's likely you find yourself belonging to several or even all of these groups. And it feels good to be a part of a larger whole, but, you know, built around shared values, beliefs, goals. And it's not just you. Belonging is a fundamental to humankind. And the pursuit of it is actually the driving force behind our desire to be a part of groups. And its presence or absence has directed a direct impact on our mental, emotional, and physical well-being. You know, it's huge, but belonging grows from a feeding of connectedness with others and the sense that you're a part of something that could be with an individual, a group, or a larger community, but a social connection doesn't necessarily equate to belonging. There are many people that belong to a lot of different groups, but they're loners. They're on the periphery. They don't really participate in the group as a whole, and therefore they don't understand the need and the desire and the benefit of connectedness. As a matter of fact, the vast majority of the population of the world is completely emotionally unavailable, detached, unresponsive to human desires, human needs. They are We are very, very selfish in how we operate. And so unfortunately, since we've had to reassess the sense of belonging since COVID, Many of us have gone back and said, I don't need to belong to anybody. I don't need to belong to people. I don't need to subscribe to this, that, the other. Life is so much better. But what you find is you are deeply alone and lonely. And lonely means that you're going to cope with life with all kinds of different things like drinking or smoking or, or, or drugs or whatever, which means that you're going to basically torture everybody in this world while you're under intoxication for your own loneliness. 
you know, more than just an acquaintance between people or a group, belonging is all about being seen, being accepted, being supported by others, doing the same for them. And it's built gradually over time with people that are supported to us in full ways as authentic human beings. And this authenticity is very rare to find. The need to belong is seen as a basic to our survival as food and shelter because it helps keep us alive, at least in the past. And when faced with enemies of the human uh, or animal variety or struggling to meet other basic needs, those belonging to groups had a higher survival rate. Groups protect and support each other, making them more likely to raise offspring and pass on their genes. And so as in the part of the animal kingdom, we are better in flocks. So we literally inherit our desire to belong. And it's hardwired in our brain. You know, studies have shown that we crave connection in the same region of the brain that we crave food. And we experience social exclusion in the same part of the brain that we experience physical pain. But you have to ask yourself, do I belong anywhere in this life? Am I fully seen? Am I fully understood in any place in this life? And if you're not, you really need to reevaluate your life and create a life where you are connected to others. Because if you want your life to have meaning, you have to be connected to other people because they're going to carry your legacy forward. Your impact on the human race is zero if you're one of these people that pulls yourself away from the human race to only belong to yourself and be your own God. And unfortunately, those loners, and they call them, I'm a loner, you know, I like to be alone, I get my energy from being alone. Well, that's great, you have that instinct, but that's not an excuse. If, if you want to have a life, you've got to step into the reality that it's based on relationships, belonging, and it's shown to be a key support for our physical health, while the lack of it is linked to all ill effects on health and well-being. It helps us manage stress, feel more resilient, feel, uh, you know, ultimately allows us to cope more effectively with challenging times, knowing that we have other people behind us. And it's easy to see how a sense of belonging becomes a crucial component of our mental health because now we have an outsider looking in rather than us just staring at ourselves and evaluating all of our needs without the objectivity of someone who actually could care and love us. You know, research shows that the stronger our sense of belonging, the stronger is our well-being. And the lack of belonging contributes to anxiety and depression, which is what is so pervasive since COVID in this culture and even before COVID. But, you know, our government basically destroyed us as people belonging to each other. Now it's an incomplete reevaluation. And now that we're all safe and comfortable with grocery stores and houses and jobs and all kinds of wonderful things, we don't need to belong anymore. We can want to belong, but we don't need to belong. Well, we have to realize something. You may not want to belong, but you actually, all of us, need to belong if we want to have good well-being. And there's some things that we can do. You know, it's important to actively seek, cultivate a sense of belonging in your life. While we can't control other people, there are some areas we can control to increase our feelings of connectedness. 
The first thing is your effort is one of the main ingredients to building a sense of belonging in your life. And it might look like joining a, a personal or professional group with shared values and goals, signing up for a class or training that interests you, saying yes to an invitation from someone you'd like to get to know, even if you're uncomfortable. Go do it and then check in with how you feel. You see, a lot of people will make a thousand excuses not to meet people because they are so ashamed of their own humanity, their own depression, their own anxiety. They don't think, they think that they hold the bar on what uh, anxiety and depression should be. So they have guilt and shame associating with others, not only understanding that all of us have anxiety and depression, all of us can relate to it and all of us can benefit from each other and how we deal with it. You know, organizing meetups is another way to do it. Time to get together with old and new friends. You know, it can, it can feel vulnerable and it's, it can even feel exhausting. But you have to put yourself out there and continue to show up. This is the foundation of all of belonging. If you get social anxiety, try meditation to build your confidence before an event. Go pray. Go, go center yourself. Find a way to get outside of your ego and just get back to just the basic existence in your brain. Start witnessing what you're thinking. You know, mindfully connected is, is being curious about and attentive to others. You know, connection is an integral part of belonging process. So make an effort to engage in a conversation. What is a conversation? Oh, I like your shirt. Oh, so have you been to that place, you know, that, that's on your shirt? Ha have you, you know, I like your hair. I like your your glasses. You seem to be very, uh, very proficient person or very efficient person. You seem to be very well-mannered. I really like the way you behave. Can't we make observations about someone that are complimentary and maybe start a conversation? Can we actually be curious enough about someone else in this life? Is it possible to be curious about someone else? You know, ask the deeper questions. What's your thoughts about God? How do you believe in uh, that we all should connect? What do you think about politics? What do you think about the state of the world? You know, start asking questions. What do you find? the most important thing is in your life? What is the greatest thing you would like to change about yourself? These are all questions we ask ourselves. We also ask ourselves when we're in the company of other people, how do I feel about myself when I'm around these people? And if you judge yourself harshly, which most people that go to autopilot do, uh, you're probably going to feel like you don't belong. However, you need to understand that a lot of people have insecurities and a lot of people have the desire to belong. So you need to step into it. Step into it. If you want your life to be purposeful, have meaning, be beyond, live beyond the life that you've created, then meet people and give yourself up to people as a friend. Actually care compassionately about other people's struggles. Your best friends in life are going to be made when you are in the deepest pocket of pain. If you meet people in their deepest pocket of pain, you are creating what's called true friendship. You are establishing something at a person's most weakest points, and you are not picking them apart, but you're actually standing in support of them. That, my friends, is called friendship.
You have to focus on similarities rather than differences of people around you. People are more good than they are bad. People are more right than they are wrong. If you go from those assumptions, you can be curious about people without being scared. You know, practice acceptance for others, no matter what their views. Choose to see always that you are alike, including similar goals, beliefs that you share. You can also practice that same acceptance with yourself, focusing on all the places you already feel you belong, rather than focusing on areas you don't. It's a great way to boost our belonging and invite more in. It also, we need to be patient. We need to take time to gain acceptance. We are very impatient people. We want things now because everything is readily available at our fingertips if we want them. But acceptance, attention, support from others means that I'm going to have faith in you that you're the person you present yourself to be, but I'm not ready to trust you. And that is because faith leads to trust. That is how you get trust back, is you ask for a person to have faith in you. I don't expect you to trust me, but I'm hoping you'll have faith in me that I'm not uh, something scary or something that's going to hurt you. I hope you'll have faith in me. And if I prove myself wrong, I don't. I understand if you never trust me, if you don't want to have a relationship. But to build relationships, we have to be willing to walk on the bridge of faith and even ask for faith until we eventually, hopefully, unspokenly get to trust. You know, organizations should, should create conditions where every person in an organization flourishes you know, if you want to change how people respond, if you want to talk about what people really go to work for, people go to participate in work, in life, when they belong. If you don't belong at work, if you feel like you're not accepted at work, you are there for a paycheck. And a paycheck is not a good motivator. It needs to be a sense of belonging. If you spend more than eight hours a day with other people, that is a family. You need to treat each other as a family and stop calling it work. It is not only just work, it is friendships, it's relationships. You know, people take pay cuts just because they don't want to leave the work group that they're with or the boss or the manager that actually is a kind person or the owner that actually really cares about their family. You know, as people that care about relationships, that where money is not the greatest factor and why they get up and go to work, you want to have a lot of acceptance in this life, a lot of humanity. You know, there's a lot of freedoms in this life. There's four freedoms, actually. The freedom to be, which is the ability to bring our full, authentic selves to the workplace, to life, to our families, to church. The freedom to become, which is the ability to actually evolve and, and, and to, to become our best selves and to rise to situations where we can benefit and others can benefit from us. We also have the ability to fade, and that is the ability to periodically step back from the spotlight and the performance pressures in life and let someone else fill in the gap. There's also the freedom to fail, which is an opportunity for a second chance after mistakes are made. If we operate with these four pretenses, we are going to do well in life because all of these are going to happen. 
all of these happen. But if you're a perfectionistic jerk, you're going to create a life where perfection, which is impossible for a human being, is your only pursuit, which is an expectation that will never get realized. As a matter of fact, when it comes to human beings, if you're wise, you will never expect anything from anybody. You'll prefer it, but you won't expect it. You see, expectations is failure and betrayal, and those come with a huge negative response. Humans are also, we are social. We have a deep-seated need to be liked, respected, accepted by everyone. Sometimes that need is so strong that it drives us to alter our behaviors in exchange for approval. That, my friend, is called an ego. Egos are liars. They are a false self or only a part of ourself. You know, at work, school, social institutions, it happens every day. They're called guidelines. They're called policies where we have to adapt with behaviors that are dictated uh, to us to be a part of a certain group. Some of them are very pervasive and very interruptive and very uh, uh, values against our values. Some are very good. You know, it, it all depends. Here in the workplaces nowadays, the the uh, anti-discrimination, the woke nature of our corporations is destroying a lot of a sense of belonging because everybody is so hyper alert to how they're treated and what words are used and what what a joke is said, how a joke is interpreted. People are so insensitive these days. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that a person cannot be objective enough to even make fun of themselves. You know, as we look into our lives, acceptance as a part of a group is an important thing. That is how, as a teenager, as a young teenager, you develop your individuality. You borrow from other people what they're doing that seems to be working from them, and it may not fit you, but it does fit uh, them, and that's okay, but that's a part of you absorbing parts of them so that you can find out who you are in that creative process. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who were widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're, we're talking about belonging. You know, it is a lifelong pursuit, but the biggest part of belonging is called self-acceptance. Every one of us has the power to accept and honor who we are at our core. You know, a person that is going to live a great life is a person who is decisive not a wimpy, indecisive person who has to ask 5,000 people what to do, and a person who actually commits to their decisions. God forbid someone do that. Commit to a decision and actually change their mind if they have to. Wow, it's amazing, but people live in fear of making decisions because they don't trust themselves. So if you're going to belong to anything, you have to trust yourself. That means you have to make decisions and you have to commit. God forbid you do that. Yes, not everyone will accept your decisions and your commitments, but we as people have to go down that path if we want to create a life. And some things fits us and some things don't. And that means that sometimes you find that a view you take is not a view you accept anymore. And that happens. You know, we have to own our qualities, our values, our choices, regardless of how we think others will perceive us. We're not meant to live apologetically. Oh, my God, they're going to see me as this. Oh, they're going to judge me as this. Oh, this person did this to me. Now I'm going to be judged as a weak person. Why do we live like that? That's crazy. It's You know, we want to show up. We want to believe in ourselves. Now, listen, this is the most important part. Self-acceptance happens through the process of self-discovery and self-awareness. Now, here it is. It's a state that we experience when we welcome, include, take pride in all that we are and all that we're not. When we welcome every part of ourselves, the pressure to perform or suppress our true character lifts and we create more space to exist comfortably with, within it and can give more. And we can actually relate to other people who have different points of view because we respect the fact that they have a different point of view. I have a different point of view and it's okay. That means there's more acceptance in this life. You know, we have to go back to the basics here. You know, most infants and young children are developing at lightning speed, faster than our adult brain can imagine. But here it is, in the first year of life as a baby, their whole evaluation is, am I safe with these two crazy people that are parents, reportedly, who have to understand how I cry? That is how a baby develops. Am I safe? That is the basic primal. If you've got two hyenas yelling at each other all the time and acting like total jerks, the baby's not safe. So they develop what's called 
anxious attachment. Their sense of belonging is destroyed because these two idiots can't stop yelling at each other. That's what happens. It's unfortunate. You know, as babies, basic connections are made in our brains. Synapsis is created. We absorb information indiscriminately without discernment. And that's the problem. It's without discernment because we don't know any better. We just know these two people are kind of, but I'm stuck with them. Now I got to make a life and form my personality to actually adapt to these two creepy people. And it happens. It's unfortunate. You know, the majority of us, uh, knowledge arrives through interactions with our immediate caretakers, our family, our friends. See, the deal is we have to develop wisdom and knowledge. But that means if I'm the smartest person in the room, I need to go to a room where people are smarter than me. If I'm the most mature person in the room, I need to go to a room where people are more mature than I am so that I can constantly learn and develop relationships that help me as a human being evolve. When you consider that from the start, we're trained to believe certain characteristics as I belong or I don't belong, I'm good or I'm not good, I'm favorable or I'm unfavorable. You see, people get destroyed in childhood when they are bullied. Bullying means that you don't belong, but I do. And that means I'm going to be like a dog chewing on a squeaky toy and you're my squeaky toy and I'm going to chew on you until the squeaky comes out. That's a bully. That means they're teaching this poor child that you do not belong. I belong. But the truth is the bully does not belong. That means you stop giving them the reaction and let them look like the idiot that they are by not responding to their stupidity and allow them to stand there and understand that now nobody's going to accept me because I'm an ogre and an idiot trying to hurt weaker people. Yeah, that's you. It's unfortunate, but bullies live that way. And unfortunately, they have a horrible life at home most often or usually not paid attention to, not an important person, and uh, sadly, not taken care of. But that's where bullies come from. And unfortunately, many of us come across those in our childhood. Don't let that stop you from belonging because not everybody is that way. You know, there's also dominant groups. Dominant groups are what's called group think. That means they all think a certain way. And if you don't match our certain ways of thinking, you are going to go to damnation. You are going to be... Uh, kicked out of the group because you don't follow our rigid stance. This is the problem that Baptists created and Catholics created by setting so many rules that people have to follow. And if they don't follow them, you're not good. You're not a good person. You're actually worse than the person who doesn't believe in God. It's unfortunate, but a lot of people in these religious groups get into a zealot personality, this this zealot idea of what has to happen, these man-made rules and doctrines that we all create. And then it destroys the whole sense of understanding that, you know, we're spirits living a human life. When you die, does your soul die? I doubt it. I think it probably goes somewhere else. It probably goes to heaven. It probably deals with God. It probably has another journey to go on. Unfortunately, we humans are so egotistical that we think our human life is so deeply important when the fact is we're no more important than a, a, the billion rats in New York City. We are no more important than that. We just put ourselves in cars and jobs and do all these nice things for ourselves, dress up well, but we're nothing more than a creature on the planet. 
And, you know, we got to understand if we're going to interact with each other, we need each other because we are pack animals. We are supposed to be part of a whole, not a whole. You know, it's really important to understand that the source, you know, uh, 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 of universally experienced phenomenon known as imposter syndrome, which is very popular these days, derails the lives of people's careers, their homes. They self-destruct because they believe in truth that all of their knowledge is fraudulent. That their whole life is a fraud. You just think I'm a great worker. You just think I'm a great husband. You just think I'm a great person. But you are delusional because the truth is you don't know how evil and stupid and and uh, lazy I really am. And there's a lot of people in this world that get by. And they get by and they get by until eventually corporations get smart enough to know you're kind of lazy and you're really not helping many people. We're either going to bury you somewhere because we don't want to get in a lawsuit or we're going to lay you off or maybe both. You know, the bottom line is how many people live as imposters in their life. You're not an imposter. You just have to understand what are you good at? What is your purpose? Why are you here? Does your life have meaning? You know, and if you want to have meaning, you have to help others. Your purpose-driven life is not about you. It is about who you help in this life with your natural gifts. That is why we're here. You know, and, and there's this societal problem that at large that we do not use our tools to thrive, that we actually self-defeat. And there's another problem that we create that, that pulls us away as people. We have this thing called an inner child, and our inner child piles on trauma on the stupid things that happen. Maybe somebody forgot to wash the dishes, and all of a sudden it's a Broadway production turned into an opera, then an aria, because you didn't wash the dishes. Oh, my God. You know, people go crazy over stupid stuff like that, but that's because it's their stupid little inner child that's having a temper tantrum. They never parented that child. Unfortunately, that disrupts their ability to belong to anybody because they're not managing their own kid inside of their body. You know, if you have at least one identity marker that comes from a marginalized or underrepresented group, you know, that is a good thing. Sometimes we are in the vast majority of the population of the planet Earth. But actually, we can find people that we belong to. The problem is, is that if we all try to belong too much, we lose our objectivity. We lose our ability to evolve our thoughts. People need to get together as groups to evolve, not to get stuck and reinforce each other's stupidity. We need to understand that our opinions, our thoughts, our truths all have to be willing to be open to evolve and understand something greater. You know, the idea that you might be holding yourself back, you know, because of prejudice, you know, that's another thing. If you're going to hold yourself back because of fear, that is not life. Leaps of faith is life. That means I I go to the grocery store. It's a leap of faith. I get married. It's a leap of faith. I buy a house. Leap of faith. Take a job. Have children. Step out of my office. All of it. Leaps of faith. All of it is a leap of faith. That's life. But unfortunately, so many people live in fear that they never connect to other people because of their own fears. And that, my friends, is called anxiety. Anxiety is fear. Just replace the word anxiety with fear. 
I'm a fear person. I live in fear. I walk around afraid of everything. I'm always catastrophizing. If you're one of those people, you're not going to belong anywhere because you're a negative influence on life. You have nothing to do with life because you're living in your fears. You need to live in faith. That's what groups create, faith. We are better together than we are as one. You know, at home, look at your your friend groups. You know, the the, the, the are you are, are you actually participating with your friends? Are you actually meeting people in your life? Well, I just don't have time. I'm so tired. I could barely spend time with my spouse or my children. I just can't. I can't, can't, can't. Well, if you had to, if you had to, if you were in a deep, dark hole in your life and only your friend could help you, guess what you'd do? You would reach out to your friend and you would make time for them. Unfortunately, people don't vest where they need to, and that is in each other. If we don't vest in each other, we die alone. You know, the, the unlearned bias lessons imposed during your upbringing, you need to reteach yourself the truth about our your life about your history. You need to be grateful. Even if you grew up in an abusive home, be grateful. Be grateful for your groups of people. Be grateful for what people have contributed. If you are a grateful person, you will understand what it takes to belong. Grateful people belong to other people. They belong to other groups and they participate because they're grateful. People want positive because then they understand where their benchmark is. If you're going to criticize them like your children and beat them down for their grades and treat them like crap, well, guess what? They're going to feel like crap their whole life. If you want them to do well, you encourage them by the good things that they do and you are grateful for the things that they... You went to bed at the right time tonight. Thank you for letting me sleep. That was the best thing you've ever done for me. Thank you so much. I actually got an extra hour of sleep tonight. You know, these kind of things are how we need to all work together as adults, as parents, as spouses. You know, some, some people choose to do their work and they do their work alone. They do their work in therapy. They do their work in small groups, but they don't really connect themselves with life. We as people need to be curious about other people in this life so we don't live in a vacuum. We need to understand that people have different dynamics in their life different complexities and as we understand that 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 person is not just a label they're not just a minister they're not just a therapist they're not just an engineer they're actually a human being wow oh my gosh they actually love something wow wouldn't it be nice to see the human underneath the label that would be what is called a, 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 a deep and meaningful experience is to understand what that human being is beyond the label that we all black and white thinkers like to label people as. You know, belonging is the feeling of security and support when there's a sense of acceptance, inclusion, identity for somebody in a certain group. And it's when an individual can actually bring their authentic self to the stage, to the group, their authentic self. And when people feel like they don't belong at work or, or at church or in a group, their performance, their personal lives begin to suffer. So creating genuine feelings of belonging for all 
is a huge factor in improving engagement and performance. It also supports business goals, enthusiasm, connection individuals have with their with their organization. If people love to come to work, love to help their customers, love to help the people that they work with, if we all come with that attitude, people will enjoy their lives and, and actually be paid for it. God forbid. You know, it's really funny, but a feeling of belonging is strongly correlated to high levels of engagement. An increased sense of belonging leads to collaboration, problem solving, better decision making. And it's only when people feel a sense of belonging that they can share ideas, confidently speak up, fully contribute. And what's really important is when we sense a belonging, all of our accomplishments together become so much more important than our accomplishments as a person. You know, if we create intentional connections, bringing people together can provide an environment where people feel they belong. Think about how teams are structured, how groups can be brought together to solve specific problems, how offices are designed. If employers actually understood that belonging is the deepest and most important thing that they create in their work environment, if they did that, they would not be so worried about making sure they give their employees their 25 cents raise every six months. You know, it's amazing. But when we know the value of people and when people bring their true full self into their groups that they're joining in their life, what happens is their value increases and we don't want to lose those people. So their value increases. Hopefully their income increases because their value. You also have to invite options and and perceptions that are different than yourself. You know, asking for input and ad ideas from everybody and listening, because a lot of people will ask for your opinion and never listen, but a person that actually listens, you know, how, how do you think about this? What do you think about this idea? Have you ever done this before? Have you ever thought of this? You know, understanding how a person thinks is called respect. Respect is listening. If you want people to live without rage, actually respect them and listen. As a matter of fact, the listener is the most important person in the conversation. They're in charge of the conversation because they're the listener. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk more about belonging and how to cultivate it. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about our sense of belonging. You know, it is a lifelong pursuit. You know, uh, Socratic learners, people that Socrates, the great philosophers in Greece, sat on the steps of the Acropolis, and they all would talk about certain topics, and they would share each other's independent view of those topics, and they would listen to each other, and they would learn from each other. That is what's called a healthy group. An unhealthy group is one that is filled with rigidity, where people are expected to do certain behaviors, where people don't respect certain points of view. People are very black and white in how they see things. Yo, you're one of those, or you're that, or you're this way, or you're that way. Well, we're not. We're not all black and white. We are not that simple. People love to try to make us that simple, and that's a thing called prejudice, which now we're seeing from the liberal and conservative side of life it's unfortunate but some of our most naziistic people these days have liberal perspectives supporting the palestinians killing the the israelites they love that one they they think that's okay to kill your children and and your wife and and anybody else because you're at a music festival and they want to make a profound statement it's unfortunate but our world is such a complicated place people belong to gangs people belong to hamas people belong to all kinds of crazy groups and when they do that unfortunately what they do is they do stupidity because loyalty is stupidity just because you belong to a group doesn't mean you have to be loyal to it if it requires you to be loyal to it like a a a a family that is a closed family unit that doesn't allow outsiders in that is not a good place to be. That is an unhealthy place to be because it makes the world look like a very dangerous place. And it's not. It's just opinionated. All of us have opinions. So what? It doesn't mean they don't change. You know, we're human and we have to understand that we have to adapt to each other. Yes, we can be a part of a group. And if the group gets too rigid, we quit. That's all we do. You move on and go to somewhere that's healthier. Depression, anxiety, suicide are common mental health conditions that are associated with the lack of a sense of belonging and also a sense of belonging to something that's unhealthy. Teenagers love to talk about suicide. They love the gothic thinking. They love to reinforce, oh, are you cutting today? Are you doing this? Oh, I'm doing that. I'm, oh, I'm thinking about killing myself. They love to send all this stuff out, and many of them do. And it's unfortunate because they've become their own group. And that's a sad thing in this life. So we have to be careful of what we're loyal to. 
You know, we also have to be grateful that we have control in making changes in our life. We can break cycles. We can actually decide, I no longer fit in this. You know, we but we have to make an effort if we want to be a part of a healthy group. It's most critical ingredient is building a sense of belonging is effort. And we may not agree with everything that we are asking ourselves to belong to. We may be agree with part of it. But if it's only part of it, that's okay, because maybe we learn from that part. And maybe that's what we need in our life. And sometimes we join groups to gain talents and act and acquire different types of skills in our life that that group exemplifies. And then we move on to another group because we've learned our lessons from that one. And that's okay, too. But it's important for us to be mindful of other people, think less about ourselves while others and make other the other person and the group your focus. You know, making conversation is critical to increasing your sense of belonging. Ultimately, curiosity and questions tell a person's intelligence rather than your answers. You know, you also have to keep an open mind, try new activities, meet new people that come from different perspectives. You know, if you all have something in common, like sailing or something like that, everybody's going to come from all different walks of life, but you have one thing in common, and that is that sailing thing. Okay, so we're going to meet and see what the potential of what it is to sail. Who cares about your politics? Who cares about what you think? Let's just care about that. See, when groups focus on healthy things like that, they can exp they can bring out the best in all human beings. We also need to validate action if we want to be a part of a group. Reinforce what we believe is good. Reinforce what we believe is good that if somebody speaks an opinion that is contradictive to someone else's perspective, reinforce that and say, I respect your point of view. I understand. I may not agree with your point of view. I can validate it, though. I understand it. You see, we owe that to each other. We have to also give encouragement that we would give ourselves. And that means that we ourselves have to be resilient. Groups are much more resilient and have a lot to teach us about resiliency because instead of weighing on the negatives, they also bring in the positives. That's what friendships do. They offset our negative thinking and give us objectivity to understand, yeah, you may be a complete turkey. You may be a horrible person in this way, but here's some things you've done in your life that have been good. That's called friendship. And that's a beautiful thing to bring to people, but you can't have that without relationships. There's also a sense of belongingness is also the need to belong. And it's a human emotional need. It's not a want. And it's affiliated with accepted by members of a group. And if you call yourself a loner and I don't need people, I hate people, blah, blah, blah. You're just uh, likely somebody who has been abused and neglected and traumatized in your life. But that's your trauma talking. It's not your human being. Your human being does need to belong. And whether or not you want to face that because of your ego and your pride is too strong, uh, you're really not understanding what it is to live this life and be a human being. You know, examples, it includes the need to belong to a, a, a group, a school, accepted by coworkers, part of an athletic team, part of a religious group. But if you have to sell your soul to be a part of that, meaning my values are not represented at all by this group, don't belong to it. Move on, get another job, join another church, be in a different group that is much more healthy and accepting of your perspective. You know, a lot of people that are locked into their perspectives 
are not objective and have lost their ability to understand and they're lost in what's called groupthink because they all love to reinforce each other's stupidity. You know, what inspires people to seek out specific groups, in many cases, a need to belong to social groups. It results from sharing some point of commonality. You know, the Mensa groups are high intelligence people, love to get together and love to uh, praise each other for how intelligent they are and demonstrate that I am the smartest of all the Mensa people. That's what they have to do. They're in competition with each other. So here, that's a lovely way. That's a motive. That's a motivation to be a part of a group. That's nice. But is it a healthy one? No, it's probably I want to join the group because I want to learn something from these people. That's a better, healthy approach. You know, there's also pop culture interests where people, I'm interested in a certain kind of music. Okay, that's great. So while you're interested in that kind of music, maybe you should surround yourself with people that respect that kind of music and understand what that perspective is. What that perspective of that music brings to life can be very important. But if you lock in as that's the only music in the world and everything else is bad, that's not going to help you. Not going to help you. You know, religious beliefs can get very strong when it comes to doctrine. That's why people don't go back to church. There's also shared goals that make a group very important. Socioeconomic status can be very important because people as a group that align with the social economic status are going to do what it takes to maintain that status. Unfortunately, if they have very limited income, they're going to blow through their income to be a part of a group that they really ultimately will not belong to because they've lost resources. So if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, you're probably going to poop out. You're probably going to run out of gas. Not a good idea to join a group for socioeconomic status. Now, if you're joining a neighborhood where that is safe and that cares about their community and actually spends money on police and spends money on city government that cares about your community, that's another thing. That's a healthy thing. Cares about their schools. That's a healthy place. If it's a socioeconomic status that cares about quality of life, that is an important thing to have in our life. And so we need to evaluate, not reactively, but responsibly to the kind of groups and the kind of people that we need in our life. You know, Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a sense of belongingness as a part of one of his major needs that motivate human behavior. And the hierarchy is usually portrayed as a pyramid, you know, and, and, and it's these basic needs. But the first one, the very first one, once again, is safety and security. But we also, if we want to have a healthy life, we need to have acceptance through friends, through family, through our relationships, through our work. We need to have acceptance in every single part of our life. And that starts with our acceptance of ourself. Acceptance is peace. Peace is acceptance. That means you accept all of your bad and all of your good without looking at the comparison of the ghost of your perfect self. You just become who you are, and I'm a work in progress. You know, how we create a sense of belonging is an understanding of what we have in common with other people or with what we want to learn from other people. So creating a sense of belonging takes effort. You have to put yourself out there. You have to seek out activities. You have to seek out groups of people with whom you have common interests and engage with them. You also need to be patient. 
You need to understand that your first impression may not be the only impression. A lot of people are so judgmental. They'll go into situations, and if there's one turkey in a group, one idiot that has to say something stupid, they will hang on to that and call it a day when it comes to joining a group. One person does not represent an entire group. And we need to understand that, that in the depths of many groups is beautiful, wonderful people. You know, social belonging is a fundamental need and, and, and it's critical component of our lives. We need to have comfort if we want to have a sense of belonging. We need to have connection where we have meaningful relationships, where people care about each other's children, their families, their lives, their interests. And we also have a contribution where we actually contribute to other people's lives, where we encourage other people to be who they are, where we are celebrating each other in our strengths and in our weaknesses. If we want to boast, uh, boost employees in work, then create a, a place where people belong that accepts all people for who they are and is willing to understand that everybody's got a different point of view, but we're all here to make uh, to serve our customers and do something good for their lives. And that is important. We also, we if you do that, people have a, me a reason to come to work. And there's a lot of studies about business that says people do not go on disability nearly as much when they feel like they belong in their work environment than people that have to trudge themselves to work every day and work with a bunch of jerks. That's not going to make you want to not to want to go to work. If you want to go to work, you need to belong to something that's healthy and respectful and careful. Respect is listening. You know, it impacts our wellness and happiness. If you want to go out on disability, work for somebody that's a turkey. Work for people that just work. If you want to live a healthy life, work where you belong and find people in your life where you belong. And if you don't have it at work, find it at home, find it in your community, find it in your personal life, find it in your hobbies so that you can offset the fact that at work, I don't have the sense of belonging. Or maybe if you keep destroying your marriage because you're not, you know, you're putting, you're blaming your spouse for every problem that you have, which most people do, or your children, and, and you're not connected with your family. Well, guess what? You need a sense of belonging somewhere else. And so the people will do that at work or do it in a sport or do that with their friends. And unfortunately, that could destroy your family because you're not cherishing them. But unfortunately, we have to keep things in balance. So when we are in a group, we want to ask ourselves, is this group going to contribute to my life? And is it worth the sacrifice of my time? And the answer you need to find is yes, yes, and yes. If you find it's a no, no, and no, then have the boundaries to not participate. It's also important if you're going to be a part of a group, you have to have a voice. Other people have to have a voice, and it has to be a safe place of acceptance. All right, that's our show. I want to thank everybody for listening. I love hearing from you. And you can do that via our webpage at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment and the health and wellness channels, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, belonging requires you to be who you are. Also, we all go together like alcohol and bad decisions. Also, when you have no peace, you feel you don't belong. And love is looking together 
in the same direction. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 